Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. Be sure to go check me out on Instagram at JessUnfilteredPod. Shoot me a DM. I usually respond to most, if not all, direct messages. And on Twitter, I'm at unfiltered underscore Jess, and you can check out my YouTube channel, Jess Unfiltered. With that, let's jump into today's episode of how I got involved in an in MLM boutique and am still involved with one, much to my dismay. So here's the deal. I sell stickers. Now, the stickers that I sell are unfortunately low dollar value items. So think like three to $5 per sticker. I also sell some little sticker packs, which I might sell for a little more. It just kind of depends. Now, most of these stickers I design myself. Some of them I actually do buy other artists artwork. And with their permission, I sell the artwork on a physical sticker. So I don't have any ownership rights to the digital art, but I will make a physical product with their permission on a physical product and sell it that way. So anyway, it's it's a kind of a cool business to get into. And I noticed that at a lot of craft fairs and whatnot, not a lot of people in my area sell stickers. And I brought my stickers to a craft fair sort. Well, it wasn't a craft fair. It was a car show over the summer, but it was like a car show slash vendor event. And I brought some other items as well that weren't stickers. And literally the only thing that people bought were stickers. So I was like, okay, stickers seem to be doing pretty well at these craft fairs. I also opened up, I kind of rebranded one of my other Etsy shops. And then now I'm like exclusively selling stickers. So I was combing through these Facebook pages because I was like, I really... I want to do another vendor event around Christmas time because that's when my Etsy shop gets real busy. That's when I feel like selling at a craft fair is going to be at its, you know, peak. And so I ended up coming across this listing and it was a woman and she's like shelving space available in a store. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Like I hadn't actually thought about putting my stickers in retail, but I'm like, you know, let me just inquire and see what this is about. So I messaged this woman and I was just like, hey, I saw you had some shelf space available. How does this work? Do I pay you? Do you take commission? Like, it would be pretty cool to get my stickers in a retail store. And she was like, well, it's $300 and you get a shelving unit and I only have one left and it's month by month. And in January, it'll go back down to $150. But for November and December, the mall doubles my store's rent. And so, you know, basically she's passing that cost on to the people renting out these individual shelves. She's like, I take zero commission. The only kind of fee that we charge is just square fees because you put your listing into square and then she pays you. So yeah, pretty, pretty normal stuff, right? Nothing too concerning. And I was like, okay, that sounds really interesting. Let me think about it. And she goes, and I also want my vendors to work for a few hours and I don't know what, what exact like language she used. I don't know if she said a few hours, a couple hours work part of the day. Like, I don't remember the phrase that she used. So don't take this too literally. But she basically implied like 
you're going to have to put in some hours every week. And she's like, I really want my vendors to be close with the product and work at least one day a week, you know, for part of the day. And I was like, okay, you know, let me think about that and I'll get back to you. And she's like, and and I, I made a comment. I was like, you know, don't hold the shelf for me by any means. Like if someone else pays you before I make up my mind, you know, I'm not going to get like, basically I was just trying to be nice because I know people can get really like pissed off about stuff like that. And if you're talking to somebody and then they go and kind of, sometimes they feel like the rug's been pulled out from under them. So I was just like, you know, I haven't paid you anything. Like, I'm not going to get upset if, if this shelf goes to anyone else. And I, I don't know, like, I wasn't trying to be like presumptuous and assume she was going to hold it for me. Like, I figured she wouldn't. I just didn't want to cause issues. So I said that. And she goes, don't worry, I don't hold my shelves for anyone until I receive payment. And like, her response was just a little kind of on edge. And I was like, okay, like, I, I wasn't like trying to assume you were, I was just trying to be nice because like I'm trying to be easygoing and like, I don't know, sometimes people have gotten mad at me for stuff and it's like, you know, of course you're not going to hold it from you without payment. Sometimes though, what a seller or like someone like that would do is like email me and be like, hey, I've got someone who's thinking about it. You know, if you want it, you inquired first, act now. You know, like sometimes that happens. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So this woman that I am speaking with, who owns this store or sort of like rents the store directly from the mall and then kind of subleases these shelves out. She's very like rough around the edges. She's probably a middle-aged white woman with like a lip or what is that ring called? It's like not a lip ring, but it's above your lip. Kind of like you could draw a triangle between like your nostril, your lip, and then where the ring is. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Anyway, she just, she's very like blunt and and not very friendly. And she also doesn't give me like warm and fuzzy vibes. She kind of seems like maybe in high school, she was the one who would like get in trouble. I don't know. Like that's just the picture I'm trying to paint for you all, which sort of comes into play later. So that was kind of a bit of a red flag. And I just sort of ignored it. I was like, you know, she probably is just like, exhausted. She's probably getting a ton of inquiries about this. She's probably just, you know, I was like making excuses, right? So I thought about it for a while. And then I come back to her and I was like, hey, I think I want to go ahead and like, do the shelf. And, and I had asked her a couple of other questions. And she was just giving me like these one word responses. And that too is a little bit odd, because it's like, if you're trying to sublease this shelf to someone, you would think that you would like, I don't know, be a little bit more enthusiastic about answering questions. I would be like, okay, how does the pricing work? Like, can I set out a price sheet? And she would just be like, yes. And I'm just like, okay, do I need like a, like do any barcodes? And she'd be like, no, we use square. Like it was just very like blunt kind of to the point. And yeah, so That'll come into play later as well. (laughs) So I ended up uh, telling her, I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I feel like I didn't, I'd never been to the store before. It was in a local mall and I don't even think I'd been to this mall before, but it was like 45 minutes for me. And I'm like, I can, I can work for a couple hours after work one day a week. And so she's like, okay, go ahead. Send me the 300 bucks over square and 
when it gets closer to the beginning of the month, because like I booked it in October, like the beginning of October, and I rented it for the month of November. So she's like, when it gets to the end of October, like get a hold of me and I'll like add you to our group chat and we'll get things going. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So almost the whole month goes by and I, or sorry, it was, it was maybe like a week or two after. It was maybe a week or two after I had paid the money. I was like, you know what? I should probably check out this shop because I kind of want to know what it's about. That way I can buy displays to hold my stickers. Like um, those little spinny things with the prongs on them. I don't know what they're called, but basically like a little rack to like hang my stickers on. And some, like there's some shelving units on the I had basically rented out like this big shelf and it had like little shelves underneath it. So I wanted to to find a way to like display my stickers in a way that like looked nice and you can see them. So I'm like, why don't I just go to the store? And she'd like kind of sent me a picture of the shelf already, but I wanted to see it in person and, and get a feel for it. So I go on Facebook and I'm like trying to find the hours for this store. And I start scrolling down and keep in mind, again, I had already paid the $300. And so I'm scrolling down and I see like paparazzi, Avon, Tupperware, like all over this Facebook page for this store. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, what have I just got myself into? So turns out the woman, we'll just call this woman Becky. I don't know. That's just, we'll just call her Becky. So Becky with the not lip ring face ring thing. She's like apparently a paparazzi representative. And if I was just like smart enough to click on her Facebook page before I paid this woman $300, I could have seen that. And I clearly was just like way too excited about it. And normally I would do like my due diligence and research this stuff. But I was like, oh my gosh, I just, this is just exciting. Like I totally pulled an MLM girl move And did like really no research whatsoever and just like decided to make this decision. So I'd already paid her the 300 bucks and this store, basically all it is advertising is different multi-level marketing companies. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I feel like such a hypocrite. Here I am on my podcast preaching against MLMs. Here I'm on Instagram preaching about ML against MLMs. And here I am about to go into a freaking store full of multi-level marketing companies. And I just paid an MLM girl 300 bucks. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so conflicted. Like, and I'm thinking, I'm like, should I not go into the store? Like this, this girl is not the type of girl. Becky is not the type of girl to refund me money. Like she low key scares me. And so I was just like, I don't know what to do. So my husband and I, I was like, why don't we just go check out the store? Like maybe I should have done before I paid her. So we drive 45 minutes to this mall and we're walking through it and we we find the store. And from the outside, it's honestly a very cute looking store. And the name is really cute. And like, you would not know that it's like a vendor store right off the bat. Like it would take you a few minutes to figure it out because it just kind of, I think it used to be like a limited or a limited two. And then that went out of business and then the store moved in. So, you know, it kind of was like, it it just, it looked nice, you know? And so I'm walking through and all I see in the first part of the store is just like the most raunchy stuff. And 
I'm going to warn you guys, this next part might not be safe for work or for people under the, like, if you're under 18, don't listen to this part. I've warned you now. Okay. So when I walk into the store, there's a towel and it says like after sex towel and it says, come again, C-U-M. And it's like made with a cricket, (laughs) like some mom literally just like made this I think I think it might have been the Becky girl I, I kind of think that might have been like her booth because I know she had a couple booths because she like ran the store and one of them was paparazzi and then another one was like stuff she made with her cricket and I'm pretty sure that was one of them but it said like after sex towel please come again and I was just like oh boy like my very wholesome stickers of golden retrievers and Boston Terriers are going also um, adopt out shop anyway so this is going into a store (laughs) with, with like this very raunchy stuff. And another thing that was in there, they had like Pornhub towels. It was like, or not towels, sorry, blankets. And the blanket, it it was like a gray fleece blanket and it was in the window and it wasn't super obvious. Like if you're staring at the window, you'll see it, but you're not gonna, you know, if you're just like glancing, you're not going to notice that's there. But it said like, this is my Pornhub watching blanket. And then it had the Pornhub logo that obviously they had like stolen from, you know, Pornhub. And there was just stuff like that all on the left side of the store. There's rolling trays. There's just a ton, a ton of like weed related stuff in the beginning of the store. That's like, I'm not talking like rolling papers and and glass or anything like that, but there's like cups that people have made, like resin cup type of stuff with like pot leaves. And then there's like just all the stuff about getting drunk. And I don't know, like, I guess I just didn't like, it it felt like the back of a Spencer gifts, like the stuff you would see back there. And that's fine. It's just like, I guess what I thought was a little bit weird is in the back of the store, they had a lot more, I don't want to say wholesome stuff, but but a lot less like raunchy stuff. It was more like, like they had cutting boards in the back that people had made. They had artwork. They had a girl who is apparently like 12 years old, who's trying to pay her way to college. And she sews like cute little pillows and like clothes for dolls and, and things like that. So like, you know, more like kid friendly, under 18 safe for work friendly stuff in the back of the store. So I thought it was really interesting because it's like, it's almost opposite Spencer gifts. And I don't think I would have, like, I don't mind that stuff being in the store. It's not really my cup of tea. Like there's no way on earth I'm going to go purchase an after sex, please come again towel. But like, you know, some people might, might want that and like not judging you whatsoever if, if that's your cup of tea, but like put that in the back of the store. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want wholesome like more under 18 stuff in the in the back but like the NSFW stuff in the front because I feel like that just kind of weeds out a lot of customers and and maybe not you know maybe maybe I'm wrong because maybe the people that want the the after sex towel and the rolling trays aren't even going to come into the store if they're not in the front. So who knows? Anyway, so the way that the store was laid out, as soon as you walk in the store on, on the left and in the front center, you have all of the like NSFW over 18 stuff. And on the right, you have baby clothes. 
I kid you not, <laughs> literally baby clothes. And my stuff was in the back left of the store. And then on the back right, there was a girl, you know, who was selling, who was like 12, who was selling like little doll stuff that her and her mom had sewn and it's like part of paying for her college fund is like where the money goes and so anyway it was just like laid out I guess very differently than what I like the stuff that was in the store was not what I expected another thing that I found was really interesting was they're just like there wasn't a good flow to it because it's like, yeah, you can rent out a shelf and that's what you're paying for. But the thing that's interesting is like the the Becky girl who runs the whole thing, she knows what everybody is selling. Because if you come to her and you're like, hey, I want to sell jewelry, she'll be like, no, you're not selling that in this store. I already sell jewelry. So you're very limited. Like she doesn't allow more than like one or two people to sell the same items, which is fine to an extent. I feel like if they're kind of serving different demographics, then maybe it doesn't make sense because I had asked Becky, I was just like, Hey, could I sell coffee mugs? Because I wanted to put my sticker designs on a coffee mug. And she's like, no, we already have X number of people selling cups. But like the cups that they're selling have pot leaves on them. So if I'm selling a golden retriever cup, that is not going to serve the same kind of client, typically speaking, or customer, typically speaking, as a pot leaf cup. Like, you know, the people wanting to buy pot leaf cups, I I don't know, like they don't strike me as a golden retriever type. Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it just, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense the way that she was like running this store. And I mean, if you think about it, like, there are entire stores that are dedicated to selling one type of product. They just serve different demographics. And, and you know, maybe somebody would want both a golden retriever and a pot leaf cup. But if the cups that they're selling are tumblers and mine is a coffee mug, does it really matter that they're both cups? So I had some little like bones to pick with Becky and how she was running things, but I, I didn't say anything. So Yeah, all of the Avon and the Tupperware and the paparazzi stuff was kind of more toward the cash register in the center of the store. And then along the walls, there were paparazzi kind of by the after sex towel. So lots of MLM stuff. There was lots of stuff in there that was very obviously bought from websites like Alibaba and AliExpress. So stuff that like was not handmade. That was another thing that I thought was a little... I don't want to say strange, but I just wasn't really expecting it. I just figured with it being a vendor slash small business store, it 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 felt like just not very balanced, you know, because it's like you might have somebody who's making a resin rolling tray and then like right next to it you have children like literal baby clothes and then right next to it you have a bunch of stuff that someone bought off the homepage of AliExpress. So it's like what kind of customer are we trying to serve here? There is like no rhyme or reason to this store. And that was another thing that I was a little bit I guess kind of bummed about when I walked in and I was like I really kind of do wish I would I would have physically gone here first. So anyway, I paid the 300 bucks. I walked through the store. I realized that I didn't know if I'd made the best decision. And I ended up just, you know, rolling with the punches. And I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and like go into the store and I'm just going to 
do my one month in November, and I'm going to see how it goes. And I needed to sell a little over 300 stickers to even break even at that point, and honestly, probably closer to about, I don't know, probably 150 stickers to really break even. So I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what happens. So right, maybe like, I don't know, a couple days before the end of October, I was like, hey, Becky, I, you know, I'm about to go into the store. Like, do I need to add my products to Square? You know, do I need to do anything? And she's like, yeah, here's the Square login. So she sends me like the Square login for the entire store and everyone's products and all of the transactions and everything. She like sends me the credentials for that. And I work in cybersecurity. And so this was like, just again, another really big red flag. I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, if you're raking in, I don't know how much they rake in per day. We'll just say, I don't know, we'll just say $1,000 a day. I'm like, I literally have the Square credentials. You gave me the email address that, like, if I wanted to, I would not ever do this, obviously. But, like, if you're just giving a random, not a random person, but, like, someone who just, all I did was pay her $300. I didn't sign a contract or anything. And it's like, if you're just giving me, like, you don't even know me. I just sent you $300 on Square. You give me the login credentials. I could literally just refund myself the $300. I could literally reroute all of this money to my bank account. Like, I can log into this account completely. I have all the information. And, and again, it was just a very big red flag. And I'm just like, I, I mean, if you've given this to me, who else have you given this info to? Like, you know, it's, I don't know. It was just, it was strange. So I, I, she's like, you know, go ahead, log in, add your stuff. So I logged in, I added my stuff. And then I was like, okay, you know, that, that just, it felt weird. And I talked to her. I was like, Hey, when can I like bring my stuff in? And I had made about 450 stickers in preparation. I mean, I worked my literal butt off for almost a month trying to get all of these, you know, stickers designed and laid out and everything. So I, we scheduled a date for me to go in and I go in and I'm there with my mom and my husband and, you know, we're setting up my little sticker booth on this shelf. And she is like, do, do your stickers have prices on them? And I was like, oh, I have a price sheet. Cause she told me a price sheet was okay. And every single one of the stickers I was selling was $3 on Etsy. I have a price a little higher. I've changed the prices a bit, but just to make it easy, I had every single sticker at $3. She goes, well, I was like, oh, I don't have, a, I don't have a price on here, but I have a price sheet. And she goes, well, if someone comes up to the register, they're not going to know how much that sticker is unless you have a price on the back. So I shit you guys not, I had to go through and write $3 on the back of like 450 stickers because this lady originally told me a price sheet was adequate. And also my, my booth is like literally three feet from the cash register. So I don't know. It, it just, it kind of irritated me because it's like, I don't, I, like I worked really hard to make these. I wasn't prepared to have to put the price on the back. And to me, it just looks very like unprofessional to hand write $3 on the back of all these stickers. And it just like, oh my gosh, like I cannot tell you how many hours I poured into making these stickers. And the fact that like all of them now have handwriting on the back of them kind of, I don't know, like it just, it doesn't look professional. It doesn't look nice. And I want my, my stickers and my brand to like be associated with like, you know, looking nice. I don't know. And, and plus, like if I change the prices in the future, well, I can't change them on those. Cause I have 
$3 written on the back of them. So that was a little bit frustrating. And I was just like, you know, kind of pissed off by it. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this before? Like she literally told me a price sheet was fine. I would have bought like a stamp that said $3 or I would have done something that looked more professional. But here I am last minute scribbling three on the back of all these darn stickers. So we ended up doing that. I set up my booth and right before I left, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, and and by the way, like the shelf that I was setting this up on was like dirty. Like there was just like, like broken plastic on top of it. Like it was just not in good condition and it was like gross and it like wasn't wiped down and it had like stains on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like so many red flags just so many red flags. So I, I, I told Becky, I was like, Hey Becky, like I'm about to leave. Is that okay? Like, is there anything else you need from me? She's like, I need to know what shifts you're going to work. And I was like, Oh, right. Okay. So I was like, well, can I go home and and look at my work schedule and, and I'll just let you know. And I was like, what are the shifts? And she goes, well, you can work from like three 30 to like eight or nine during the week or you can work because she's like, all of our morning shifts are full. So, you know, I don't want you working then. Or she's like, if you want to do weekends, you know, Saturday, 3.30 to like 8 or 9. And then Sundays, it's 11 to 8. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I guess in my head, I just did not think that the shifts would be that long. Because I used to work in retail and the shifts were around four hours. And so I guess, I don't know, I guess my retail brain just took over and I was like, I just assumed the shifts would be four hours. So not that 3.30 to 8 is horrible, but when you're sitting there and you're not like getting paid and you're like selling other people's stuff, like it just felt really weird. Maybe I'm being a baby. I don't know. So I, I ended up picking out my four days and um, reluctantly, I came in for the first two. So I came in for my very first shift and I was working this with this woman and we'll call her Darcy. And Darcy was, she was super nice. Like, I just want to say that up front. Darcy was like literally such a nice lady. No complaints in that department. But holy crap, if y'all think I talk a lot, Darcy the whole time from 3.30 to like 8.30 when we closed the store. She just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally about to rip my hair out right now. Like there was no customers in this store. Okay. And at this point, this was maybe like, I don't know, a week or two into the month of, it was probably the, it was the first week in November. Yeah. So it was the first week in November. I had sold maybe like $10 worth of stickers in this point. So I was already kind of in like not the best mood because I'm like, I've literally paid $300 to be here. I spent the last month making these stickers. The lady who is running the store, she doesn't have a contract. She doesn't have instruction sheets. She has nothing for us. I'm in the same store as a bunch of these like MLMs and I'm having to sit at a cash register right now and sell products. If someone comes up and buys Avon, I have to sell it to them. Like I can't be like, oh, I'm sorry that conflicts with my morals. Like I guess I could, but I'm also scared of Becky. So 
not about to piss her off. And it's, like, there are all these, like, rules that Becky keeps, like, throwing out that I, like, am not aware of. Like, anytime if somebody handwrites a sign, she's like, you can't do that. The mall says, we can't handwrite signs. And it's like, Becky, why don't you have a contract or why don't you have, like, an instruction sheet? Like, you literally, like, Becky will just fly off the handle at people when they screw up. But there's no written record of this anywhere. So, anyway, I'm, again, like, going off on a tangent. But I'm working with Darcy that's what I'm calling her, right? Yeah. Okay, Darcy. And we're working this shift and she's talking the whole time and there's no customers and I like haven't made any sales. And so I'm just like, I do not want to be here. I have already like, I already work a 40 hour a week job. Like it just sucks that I'm having to sit here for this long and like, I don't get paid for any of it. (laughs) And I don't know. It's just, it felt weird. And Part of me too, like I was talking to one of my friends about this and she's like, it's just like, is that even legal for her to like basically force you to work a shift when she's not paying you? And I'm like, I don't know, because I also get, I like, I guess it's really not that much different than if you were to like pay to be a vendor at a craft fair and then sit there for eight hours. Because if you think about it, if you do three craft fairs a month and you're sitting there for eight hours, you know, that's about maybe $300 and you're sitting there for eight hours by yourself. But, but at the same time, you're also like only selling your own stuff and you have more control over your booth and whatnot. Like, obviously you have to be compliant with, with what the vendor event wants, but, but I don't know. It just, it felt weird sitting there selling other people's stuff. So Darcy is like giving me the whole rundown of the whole store and she's just like here's you know Beth's booth here's Becky's stuff Becky does paparazzi so and so does Avon so and so does the baby clothes so and so does this you know resin stuff and so it it was just like a lot of info and I was just like oh my gosh like this is just so complicated and it was so poorly organized you guys like it was so poorly organized she The way that it's set up like in square, so like I have my, basically you like build sections and I have my company name in a section and then I have one item in that section and it is sticker, $3. It is literally a baby could do it. Like it is the simplest, most user-friendly thing. And I was going to go in and put my individual sticker, sticker styles in there, but like some of the dogs that I drew are rescue dogs. And so obviously like with a mixed breed dog, if I have in there, like, you know, golden retriever lab mix, like, you know, I'll, I might know what dog that is, but the person, random person working at my booth isn't, or working at the cash register isn't going to know what that is. So I just put sticker and I was like, I'll just count my inventory levels by hand before and after the month and I'll see what sold. So Darcy's giving me the rundown and in square, like basically the way that this is set up is like the store, every single booth is associated with a person's name. So like if I wanted to sell Becky's paparazzi, I had to go in and and I had to know ahead of time that Becky sold paparazzi. I had to click on the section that said Becky and then I had to scroll down and find the paparazzi item. And you know, that's that's fine cuz I can remember that Becky did paparazzi cuz I looked at her Facebook after I paid her $300, but there's like probably almost 20 vendors in this store. Like how am I supposed to know 
all 20 people's names and then individually what they sell. Like it was just so poorly laid out. And I, oh my gosh, like the, just, just the fact that there were like no instructions on anything, no contracts, no like guide to literally anything. It was just like, if you screw up, Becky will just be like, you can't do that. And that's like, okay, like, but you told me I could, you know, so that, so there's like no written evidence of really anything other than like Facebook messenger and oh gosh, I'm complaining. I know first world problems, but, but long story short, that shift was absolutely horrible. I came home. I was so exhausted because it's like a 45 minute drive home. And I just sat in my car and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm finally away from Darcy. She just would not stop talking. You guys like probably probably like it was probably one of the worst shifts I have ever worked in my life and I have worked Black Friday at a major retailer okay like that says a lot right there so anyway I get home and then the following week I go back and lo and behold I'm working with Darcy again same deal she just talks my ear off the whole time I feel like I want to rip my hair out because I'm a very introverted person and sitting with another person from 3.30 to 8.30 while they just talk and talk and talk and talk like this and like this and like this. And like, I'm trying to count my inventory levels. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like organize my booth. There's like not anybody in this store. Two weeks in, I've maybe made $20 at this store. Like I haven't made daily squat. And I'm just like, I'm just like about to cry. Like literally you guys, I was about to cry. She would just not stop talking to me. And I'm like, please, please just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go down to the food court and like get a coffee real quick because I need to step away. (laughs) It was so bad. So I would like walk as slow as I possibly could. But I was getting a little bit frustrated because like I said, I hadn't really sold a whole lot and I would watch customers walk into the store and remember how I said like the rolling trays and the after sex towel, the porn hub blanket were all up front. People would literally walk into the store, turn left. They would look at the Pornhub stuff or like that, that area of like the Pornhub towel or blanket, the after sex towel, the rolling trays. Like they would look at all that. They would make a left turn and they would walk right out of the store every single time, like Nine out of 10 times, that's what they would do. And my stickers were in the back left, kind of sort of by the cash register. And it's like no one even made it back there. So it just really sucked that I was like paying $300. Nobody is even making it to the back of the store where, or the side of the side back of the store where my stickers are. So I don't know. It just, it felt really like kind of useless for me to have even paid that money because you know, the thing with the vendor fair, and this is, I think, what really kind of irritated me, the thing with the vendor fair is even if there's MLMs there, like, there's a crowd. And usually vendor fairs, if they're done well, are laid out in such a way that whether you're in the front of the vendor fair or the back, most people get a really good amount of traffic that flows through at a lot of vendor fairs because it almost is like a snake and it kind of forces you to go through the whole thing. The problem with this store is you had all the inappropriate stuff up front. So the people that wanted to see the inappropriate stuff would like go up front, look at the corner, and then they would leave because like they see the baby clothes on the right and they're just like, nah, I'm good. And they walk out. They don't even make it to the back of the store. And the people who are looking, you know, for wholesome, good Christmas gifts, which is ideally like why the rent went up for that month, 
they're not going to go into the store because the first thing that they see when they walk in is rolling trays. Like they're, they're not going to look for stickers in a store like this. They're not going to look for like cute little doll clothes and dollhouse items in a store like this. Like it just, the flow of the store was atrocious. And, and so it just didn't like, it wasn't drawing in traffic. And even the, the inappropriate NSFW stuff at the front of the store, people like weren't really even buying a ton of it. So even that stuff wasn't like super well made or anything, or it, it wasn't anything that they couldn't go to Spencer Gifts and get, you know, somewhere else in the mall and, and have like it professionally made and, and the prices were a lot higher. So it's just one of those things like, Overall, the management of the store was just, it was so poorly organized. Working in the store was horrible. The people who, like, I was having to work with, the people who owned, like, booths, like, were people like Becky, who were just, like, very rude and kind of cold and, like, standoffish, not people, people. So whenever, you know, a customer would walk in, like, they would get kind of intimidated because Becky was, like, kind of an intimidating person. And Becky was the one who worked most of the shifts. And so it just kind of sucked because it's like, you know, I feel like my stickers need to be in like a boutique for people that really like just more cutesy kind of stuff. And this is just not the store for it. And arguably this isn't the store, like it doesn't have a theme because like we have vendor type of vendor types of stores in the area like all over that are far more successful because they're well organized there's one in my area that oh my gosh I've had a cold for like two weeks and I'm kind of still having like super bad allergies and I keep like coughing and having to pause this and like re-record it so if it sounds super choppy I apologize anyway there was a vendor place in like sort of near my house and they sell like antiques and stuff. And so it's got a bunch of like individual vendors who sell these antique items and it's just well organized. And in the way that the physical store is laid out, you know, it pushes traffic. It's kind of like in a U shape. So it pushes traffic through. So whether you're not, you're in the back of the store or you're in the front, you're going to get seen by the customer. And the store was just not like that. So I'm repeating myself. So anyway, <clears throat> I went there like a couple days before Black Friday And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and, like, backfill, you know, a bunch of stickers. I'm going to add some new designs. I'm going to put up a little sign that says sale. And I had a conversation with an Avon rep, the one who had rented out the little Avon booth. And she was just like, yeah, us small business owners. And she's just talking about small business, being a small business owner. And she's like, yeah, do you know of any good craft? Like, I know all these good craft fairs. I'm going to bring my Avon business too. And, and yeah, I'm sure you know what it's like being a small business owner. And it was like kind of cringy. And I was just like, "Uh uh-huh. I wonder what the people that listen to my podcast are going to think about this when I tell them. But, you know, she's like trying to relate. And I'm over here, like just staying up till, you know, one o'clock in the morning, making stickers most night by hand. And, you know, here she is selling Avon, totally the same thing. Anyway, so We're talking about craft fairs and whatnot, and I ended up finding out from from somebody else. Um, Becky allows payment to not have to come in and work shifts. So, the the last two shifts that I was supposed to work at the store, I just ended up paying twenty five bucks a shift, and I ended up getting out of of having to work. Which, 
means I'm probably going to take a loss on this month, but if it means I don't have to sit at a store for, like, however many hours and sell Avon, you know, I'll take it. So, the reason why I decided to stay in this store is because Becky kind of scared me, and I was a little bit worried what she'd do because she's in all these Facebook groups with me, and I didn't know if she'd be the type to, like, try and get revenge on like a small business, like, I don't know, she doesn't strike me as that type, but she knows what my business is. And I was just kind of worried that she would like get angry with me if I decided to back out and ask for my money back. And also, honestly, if I am taking the shelf from someone that would be selling a different MLM, then I'm glad that I'm the one occupying it and not a multi-level marketing company. Because honestly, if she's letting these, these shelving units go, to like, you know, Pamper Chef people and Avon and, and Arbonne, who, whoever. It's like, it's, I guess it's better that it goes to me, who's actually hand-making my products, than an MLM. Like, no MLM needs a shelf in a retail store, right? So I think I need to end today's episode because my cough is just killing me. And I'm like, I keep having to pause and like record. And yeah, I've been talking for like 40 minutes. So... That's honestly part of the reason I haven't made an episode in a while is because I was, like, really, really sick a couple of weeks ago, and I got, like, I don't know, three COVID tests probably, and they all came back negative, so I think it was just a bad head cold. I went on some antibiotics and whatnot and some steroids, and I got better. It's just, like, I have had drainage, like, in my, like, nose back into, like, the back of my throat for like probably two to three weeks since I got better from my cold. And I'm almost positive that it's allergies because the weather where I'm at is just, oh my gosh, it just, it's wild. Like, like one day it's like 20 degrees out and the next it's like, you know, 60. So I think, I I don't know. I don't know if that has to do with why I have this like horrible drainage that's making me cough like crazy. But, but with that, I have to Have to let you guys go because I physically cannot talk anymore. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll be, for for those of you who are curious, I will be out of this retail store in December. I decided not to renew. The group chat would get a little crazy and unprofessional at times. You know, shocker. Becky would talk in this business group chat about how her son got suspended from school for smoking weed. And it was just like... Again, like, very unprofessional and, like, yeah, I I really just want no association with it anymore, but, and maybe I can talk about it a little bit more in a future podcast when I'm not currently, like, dying of a cough, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) Check me out on Instagram at JossUnfilteredPod, Twitter at Unfiltered underscore Joss, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!